Hello and welcome to day 65 of our Bible reading course. Today's passage is Matthew chapter 5, part 1 of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Let's pray. To God be the glory, great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son. Heavenly Father, I praise and worship you and ask that you would draw near to me once again in this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went upon a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything, except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfil them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court, and anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out, until you have paid the last penny. 
you have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality makes her the victim of adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but fulfil to the Lord the oaths you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. While Luke's Gospel is written primarily for Gentiles, Matthew's is for the benefit of Jews, who have either already come to faith in Jesus, or else to show them that he is indeed their Messiah. As part of this, Matthew presents Jesus as a great teacher, greater even than Moses. He therefore arranges Jesus' teaching into five main blocks throughout his Gospel, to mirror the five books of the Law of Moses, Genesis to Deuteronomy. The Sermon on the Mount is the first, longest and most famous of these. It begins with the Beatitudes, blessed, or literally, happy, fortunate, to be envied or congratulated. Blessed are, and then a series of statements that describe the ideal disciple of Jesus. They're like a set of values that many organisations adopt today, though they're far more extensive and demanding than any you might find in the corporate world. The first and last Beatitudes contain the same reward, for theirs is the Kingdom of Heaven, a literary device known as an inclusio, and which implies that everything else in between is also, in effect, about the life of the Kingdom of Heaven. 
This is, after all, the key theme of Jesus' teaching, as we saw from the word go yesterday, so it's no surprise. The next section declares that anyone living according to the Beatitudes will by very nature become salt and light to the people and communities they live in. It will be impossible not to notice the difference they make. Jesus' followers are not to be embarrassed or afraid about this, and so hide from others the person God is making them to be. Finally, before launching into the main body of his sermon, Jesus makes it crystal clear that what he's about to say does not negate or contradict the law of Moses in any way. Quite the contrary. His purpose is to fulfil the law. In other words, to carry it further to its ultimate meaning. This was vital for Matthew's Jewish audience to hear, as it wasn't suggesting that they forsake their precious and unique heritage. And so Jesus begins his wide-ranging discourse, each section beginning with the phrase, You have heard that it was said, but I tell you. His purpose on each occasion is to go beyond the well-established boundaries on behaviour that the law of Moses set up to moderate or regulate. Don't murder someone who makes you angry. Don't commit adultery with the married woman you're attracted to. Don't let restitution for a wrong turn into revenge, etc. Instead, we're to expose the attitudes that lead to those behaviours and deal with these in godly ways, seeking reconciliation with the person who makes us angry, resisting the temptation to lust in the first place, loving our enemy instead of hating them. Why does Jesus make such high demands of his followers? The final verse tells us the reason. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Or as the law of Moses put it, be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Leviticus 19 verse 2. The Sermon on the Mount shows us how to live God's way, because that is how God himself lives. As I listen to the Beatitudes, or perhaps cast my eye over them again now, which of them in particular stand out to me? Do they bring me assurance in the way I'm already trying to live them out? Or do they challenge me to take them more seriously? Or maybe a bit of both? How do I feel about being salt and light to both my brothers and sisters in Christ and also to those who don't know him in my home, workplace, neighbourhood or community? How can I find the confidence and courage to let my light shine before others without either apology or false modesty? And which of the areas that Jesus touched upon in today's passage do I need to pay further attention to? Which inner attitudes need examining and changing? That I might reflect more the character of God. Lord Jesus, thank you not only for giving me the words of the Sermon on the Mount, but also in the pages that follow it, the lived out example of what they look like. Values, attitudes and behaviours. Help me to be more and more like you each day. 
With the second beatitude in mind, I take a moment to pray for those who are mourning at this time. Either for a loved one who has died due to COVID-19, or for any other reason. Lord God, may they look to you for the comfort that you alone can give. Open their hearts to your love at this time, I pray. Amen.